Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Time Capsule Podcast with Derek. Got an extra special one for you guys today. We have a dear friend of mine, Dave Rogowski. Uh, Dave actually happens to be my roommate right now, and he's the guy that I've been spending uh, this worldwide pandemic with. So him and I have been quarantined together for the majority of the time here in Dallas. And him and I, we just started off as people who knew each other back in Wisconsin, acquaintances, but he found his way down to Dallas, Texas, and we ended up being awesome, awesome friends. I Hands down, I think he's one of the best roommates I've ever had in my life. So Dave hails from Verona, Wisconsin, which is a suburb right within Madison, Wisconsin. He graduated from UW, and his first job out of college, as I mentioned, was with Oyo. So he found himself going from the Midwest down to Dallas. Right out of the gate with Oyo, Dave was traveling the country, selling hotel marketing consulting agreements and trying to grow the company. So at 22 years old, having that as your first job out of college, he was by far the youngest person in the company, and he was pretty darn successful as well. Dave loves his Chicago sports teams, and he's a pretty motivated entrepreneur as well. He's always got something cooking. Dave loves spending time with his friends, diving into the new curiosities of life, and he's quite astute at following the new trends and new happenings in the world as well. Or as he put it to me once, quote, I stay in the know with the culture, end quote. You gotta love that, right? Other than that, Dave, he's a loyal friend, he's a goofy conversationist, and he's always, always, always down for a meaningful chat. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. I know I sure did. Cue episode three. All right, testing, testing. Test, test. I got a, we got a special one today. We've got my, my roommate, from Dallas, Dave Rogowski. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. I live with you, so I mean, it just kind of made sense, right? <laughs> How are you, man? It's okay. It's, I'm nervous every day, dude. It's just a natural thing of life, you know. I mean, it's all right. We're gonna have fun. We. <laughs> I, yeah, big audience. I think I have like 42 Instagram followers. So yeah, after this hop, we'll be up to, I don't know, probably 200, 300, right? <laughs> I bet you do though. That's the thing. Well, hey man, let's, let's start off. Uh, so how, how do we know each other? How did, uh, how did you and I fall into a, a roommate situation here? Where was that going to be? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, it, it worked out so beautifully at the time, just because I remember I was living with Nico uh, and his girlfriend, Carlin, at the time. They were moving to Austin, and I was just like, dude, I don't want to have to hop on Craigslist, man. And I remembered, yeah, back in the Eat Street days, uh, when I was working there, you were an intern and you were coming down to work for Oyo and just shot the text and got a pleasantly amazing response back from you. Just <laughs> Well, unfortunately for the listeners out there, uh, the reason I'm back in Dallas right now is to move out. So uh, I will be... The last hurrah of your furniture. The last hurrah of, of you and I kicking it. Well, I'll be back at some point. Yeah. That's great. No, I, I don't think we ever, we ever bickered once. I don't think we ever fought once. I don't think we've ever gotten on each other's nerves. Yeah, man. And, and that's a, that's a tough thing to do with somebody too. Like, Think back to March and April. Those were the days of peak anxiety for people. And if you didn't like the... Imagine not liking the person you lived with. No. Yeah. 
It was chill. Yeah, we'd we'd pop into each other's rooms like maybe once or twice throughout the day. Just be like, hey, dude, did you see this tweet or something? Or did you hear about this, that, and the other, you know? That's true. Yeah, it worked out awesome. I'm, I'm going to be kind of sad to leave here, dude. Yeah, it's a nice place. <laughs> what is, though? It, yeah. Well, if the listeners uh, would like an update, feel free to message me or message Dave three months from now to, to hear how Dave is, is faring here in Dallas. <laughs> I'm sure he'd, be, he'd love to give an update. <laughs> so, so, dude... Um, you went to uh, the University of Wisconsin, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit too. And then also, you interned at Eat Street. Uh, while you were interning at Eat Street, tell me if I'm wrong here, but you saw uh, a bunch of us go down to Dallas following Marcus Higgins, who was the president of Eat Street at the time. So, just you know, a little bit of a background for everybody. Marcus was the president of Eat Street, a company in Madison. It's a food delivery service similar to Uber, Grubhub. Uh, but they dominated pretty much the entire Madison market and a lot of uh, South Central Wisconsin. And so Marcus had the opportunity to be the uh, the lead man at Oyo Hotels. Um, and Dave was an intern at the time. And and uh, tell us how you found your way from Eat Street uh, to Oyo in Dallas, you know, being an intern. Right, right. I love that grit. I love that energy, man. That that can do. I'll do it. <laughs> So for those of uh, people that don't know what Oyo is, uh, how would you describe Oyo? What are, who are they? What do they do? Right. Take it to the moon, we all thought. Yeah. for Torger now, isn't it? (laughs) The triple dip. (laughs) Uh, Oh, 
man, triple dip. So yeah, yeah. So you get a you get a stipend for food every single week. Oh, and, and you're continuously getting your paycheck. So you're not paying for normal uh, expenses here, like toilet paper, you know, and all that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. So, so basically, what what we did is uh, before Dave came down, I'd already been doing this, I think, for seven months or so. But what I was doing with the other old guys from Wisconsin is we would be hopping on a plane every single Monday, leaving Dallas, going to a new part in the United States to try and sign hotel contracts to bring new hotels onto this platform, and then coming back on Friday and sometimes Saturday. Like so th- these were long weeks, week after week after week. Um, and I just remember you coming in youngest person in the company by far you were 22 at the time right and yeah you were put in this position to sign these big million dollar contracts like these this this was a big deal man and they're sending you right back to columbus right yeah. that's where you were at the most of the time it was so uh, i got initially sent up to chicago area like south of chicago then it was the suburbs of minnesota minneapolis Fair enough. Oh man, that was an insane week. Oh my gosh. We, Dave and I, when we were in Atlanta, we stayed uh, in this hotel. What was it? America's, America's Best Value Inn. The Roach Motel. Yeah, lots of roaches. Uh, $40 a night in Macon, Georgia. Just a place you don't want to be seen. You know, this Sanjay Munka, a lot of like CD nefarious activity going on. And oh man, I don't know how we went to bed that night. There was just like drips in the ceiling, you know, the. the oh gosh. It was not a good night's sleep. Yeah. But what an experience though. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, dude, coming right out of the gate from college, that's, that's some pretty remarkable experience and i know that you're in the same boat as me right now we're we're just kind of in limbo uh but this gives you ridiculously good experience for your age you know it really does it's uh, i mean they should man it it depends on the position uh and how you sell it you know but i you do you have excellent experience for sure no regrets as they say yeah for sure (laughs) <laughs> so uh you started off so you're born and raised in madison Correct. right uh, verona wisconsin so is verona known for anything what does he do your friend he plays baseball. okay that's right yeah I bet, man. Is he an outfielder, pitcher, catcher? Wow. Okay, strong legs. Strong. Well, yeah, baseball players are a big strong man. <laughs> oh, he's probably gonna listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Baseball players. They. Uh, I. I don't know. I never grew up looking at them just being like, man, they're yoked. They're they're jacked. They're so strong. I just remember just seeing skinny guys that would just get singles and doubles and quick but they're huge now <laughs> yeah of course Guys are jumping through the ceiling. Yeah, it's insane. It, it's just the way it is. And what's it going to be like 30 years from now, too? I mean, we'll we'll be around, and I'm sure we'll be watching with our kids. Just be like, I remember LeBron James, you know? <laughs> Robot ref. That is realistic, isn't it? I, I bet there's got to be some kind of... AI algorithm incorporated into them where they like see hundreds of thousands of games that have been played and then they can like detect what is a foul, what isn't a foul. 
That makes more sense. But still, I mean, I wouldn't be a fan of it personally. Yeah, I mean, how is a, like when, okay, how is the head coach going to come out of the, the dugout and, or come to the dugout and like fight, you know, and like, oh, it's always going to be the correct call. Yeah, it's true. So, so it just takes that away. But that's one of the best parts of the games is seeing the coach and the ump just getting, you know, inches from each other's face, just yelling and screaming. It's gonna though. I, I'd put money on it right now. I think it would. It'll happen 34 years. Yeah. Wow. Insane. So, so Verona, Wisconsin, you were uh, born and raised there. And Verona is a suburb, uh, for people who don't know, right next to Madison. Like, you're a good 10, 12 minutes from downtown Madison. Yeah. Super close. Right. That's so nice. Yeah. So, so uh, University of Wisconsin is right on Madison's campus, and um, yeah, you had the privilege of just being right next door to home. That's sweet. But did you go home a lot? Yeah, it gives you that, you know, kind of holistic cultural experience of what college is supposed to be about, meeting people from different cultures and places and then having a lifelong friendships with them. So you got that there. Yeah. And uh, you joined a fraternity. There. What fraternity was that? I know, I do though. I mean, but... Theta Chi, yeah. Which is crazy because I was also a Theta Chi in, in Kentucky, but we don't really talk about that a lot or bonds especially over it it was in the time yeah greek life was just the thing you know yes i gotta prepare for life after this employers don't really care about greek life yeah Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, you know, so when we were in Kentucky, we knew about the Theta Chi's in Wisconsin, uh, because you guys had this crazy cool philanthropy. Uh, what it was something with, to do with skiing, right? Where you guys raised what? What was that again? Yeah, it's called skiing for cancer. So we raised this one year. It was just you, you go to a mountain and you can That's huge, man. Raising a yeah, hundred thousand dollars for a for a good cause, you know, especially in college, that's amazing. Cool. Amazing. No, it's the, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they don't. But at the end of the day, I think that they do a good job of teaching you uh, loyalty. You know, uh, teaching you how to build professional connections. You know, and for the most, it's getting a lot better of learning right from wrong properly too. Just because they do get a bad rep. And uh, for people that obviously can't see Dave right now, he's gonna hate me for saying this, but uh, he's wearing an Alpha Phi hat. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we move on. All right. So, so you then 
uh, interned at Eat Street. And what did you do at Eat Street? Right. So while all my friends were abroad, you know, I was working 27 hour weekends sometimes, 12 hours in the Super Bowl one day. It was, it was pretty brutal. And, w- and when you do that in college, too, that, that teaches you a pretty valuable lesson, yeah. I think, like working while going to school. You I know? think it's super important, right? And I, at the time, I was very, not very, but I was frustrated that I had to do it. A lot of my friends did not have to do it, but, you know, worked at a bar because I got, got pay rent and I got to go to each street and work there. And if I want to do something fun, you know, on spring break, I got to yeah. Learning that lesson, of course, and then uh, moving, I guess, changing back, moving to uh, from that to reporting me into a sales intern role, which I was fortunate enough to do well there. Yeah. Which then allowed me to come down here, which is what I, you know, right. wanted to do, right? So that one thing led to another. It's, there's always a you know, blessing in disguise if you think you want to do something. That's a good way to put it, yeah. So, so reflecting on that lesson, you know, working all throughout college and having to use that money that you made to pay your own rent. And watching your friends not have to do that, do you think that's a lesson that you're going to instill on your future kids? <laughs> that's a good question. It's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I, first off, don't plan on having kids anytime soon. So, sorry, mom and dad. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it's a good lesson for sure. I do. I am also under the belief, though, that you know, you're constantly making generations should be making their kids' lives better, right? So, of course. Consistently. No, no, I, yeah. You know, going back, it was like food and water, and then it progressed and progressed, and, you know, my dad was just happy to be able to go to school and, you know, get a job and stuff like that. Right. And my kids, I hope, hope that I would make their lives a little bit easier and easier. Yeah. And spring break, be able to springboard them into more success than I was able to have. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it, too. Um, I, I say that I would absolutely fall in that same belief of, like, of course, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work hard now to build a future life for my future family that's just nice but at the same time i'm trying to figure out you know when that happens how do i can how can i still instill grit and discipline in the value of a dollar and in the right the right way so they're not dying you know what i mean it's a conundrum Right. And it is important. You do have to, you know, take some, take some right? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, so, so tell us about your family. You've got a, a brother and sister too, right? And you're in the middle. You're... That's right. You're the youngest. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And what are your sister and brother like? Okay. Everyone's different. Yeah, and, and, but they're, they're one body, they're, they're definitely, uh, I think also, the thing we probably is, uh, yeah, so, so I think what it was is like the oldest, I could be off, um, I'm trying to reflect on it, but uh, I think the oldest is like maybe the most intelligent, the middle is the most compassionate. And then, and then the, and then the youngest is the free spirit that wants to travel. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. It, it does. So, what does your brother do, then? Okay. Good for him. Oh, he's going to go down to Mizzou. He is going to do a couple of things. 
Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's advancing his career and he's identified a passion, something he cares about, so that's sweet. <laughs> it's coming, man. It's coming. And then your sister? Okay. Gotcha. Edgewood, I forgot about that school. So is that a private school in Madison? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I think I met somebody who played soccer with them. Wow. Dude, so so Madison to Dallas. Uh, how has uh, Dallas, I guess, shocked you uh, culturally, in a sense? How different, like, what was your, I don't know, your perceived thoughts of it versus, you know, reality of getting down here? Is, is there any aha moments that you've had? <laughs> I know it's insane. Yeah, Right. Yeah, we see we see uh, uh Subaru Outbacks back in Madison. <laughs> oh, five Buicks. Honda CRV. It doesn't feel that southern here. No, for sure. I mean, I think it, it feels southern for me just because I went to Kentucky. And I do kind of pick up on a little bit of the twangs on people and whatnot. And just uh, verbiage that they use and mannerisms and whatnot. But you're right. It, it doesn't feel... It feels like a city. It just feels like a city. Yeah. It's been nice, man, especially when March, when quarantine happened, and we were sitting out here in a hammock with our shirt off sweating, you know? Did you? Oh, good for you. Wow. Can't imagine doing that in Wisconsin. That was nuts, that polar vortex, yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I think this is a good place for you to plant your feet in the sand, but who knows where the world will take you, right? <laughs> good, it's a challenge. Yeah, you should view it as a challenge. Fair enough. All right, we won't write it in stone. It's not. It's not spoken into existence. Okay. So, so speaking of uh, of traveling, um, you went to uh, Columbia, right? Tell us about that trip. What's what's Columbia like? Great friend. Keep him. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. All right. Everyone's in the same boat. We're, we're traveling together and we're just looking to have fun experiences. Hike, you know, see new sites. Yeah. What is that, Tayrona? Okay. Yeah. Oh. What a cool experience. Yeah. Is is there any place that's just been kind of burned into your mind where you're like, man, I gotta I gotta get over there? That's a good question. And I don't have one yet. Can't say enough good things. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, once once we get that notification on our phones that like, hey, uh, Americans can leave, 
<laughs> we opened up our border to Americans. Uh, I think maybe the gears will start turning for people. I know. Well, I, th I think right... Oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you've just seen Ohio and <laughs> Illinois and Michigan and Wisconsin and Texas now. Yeah. yeah. New York's cool, man. It's it's busy. It, it kind of has Dallas vibes um, in the sense of just... The, the There's a lot of money. You know, people are gorgeous, uh, but it's just like, I don't know, a fifth of what New York actually is. New York is just, yeah, it's Dallas on roids and colder. So, yeah, wow, man. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, when I was thinking, I knew we were going to be talking all day, and I've just been kind of like thinking about questions and what to ask you. And one thing that popped in my head, hold on, hold on. I mean, man, that's good. Yeah, no, you're good. But, uh, but, but one thing that kind of stuck out into my mind is that, like, as I've lived with you the last... Uh, however long it's been, you, you're kind of a bit of a closet entrepreneur. That you always have some new business venture idea churning. That like every time you explain it to me, I'm like, oh shit, that that sounds great. Like pursue that, man. So, <laughs> idea. Well, well, tell tell us about a couple of them. Uh huh. Okay, it's like a sleeve for it. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I mean, man, popular for the college kids. Sure. Oh, cool. They have one. Interesting. Nice. But but even still, just coming up with an idea and actually bringing it to fruition and seeing, I mean, a profit, even if it's minimal, is that that's great experience in itself because it kind of teaches you like a little bit of the steps of like, all right, this is what I need to do. This is the problem solving I have to go through to make this happen. Oh, I bet. Right. Fig figuring things out, yeah. That t tell us about the, the gold bars. <laughs> this is so funny, I love it. <laughs> I feel like there's so many like pretty girl influencers that have taken, you know, pool, floaty, you know, selfies or not selfies, but yeah, pictures or whatever, um, where that could be something where it popped up on like a Kim Kardashian Instagram. People would be like, whoa, I want that for my pool. Where do I get a gold bar pool floaty? goes from there yeah that's i feel like that's a good approach it's just send them a free one boom they might love it post it sales just sales and stocks yeah long-term plan Right, for sure. It's, man, coming up with a product or a service and actually pushing it into existence is a strenuous thing. You know, it, it costs a lot of money, too, to start something out, develop. You know, there's a lot of services you have to pay for to make it happen, you know. 
it's it's the American dream, man. Yeah, it's just having the freedom and ability to create whatever we want. Yeah, we'll keep going, man. I'll, I mean, we'll obviously be friends for life, but uh, and I'll keep in touch with you as to what you do. And <laughs> I hope I hear from you. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Well, hey, man. Um, so, uh, you hurt your elbow recently, didn't you? Oh, but no, it's, it's the reason why I bring it up is because you started rollerblading and I think that that's just the most nineties badass thing ever because your blades are, are very cool. And the trail that we have to do it on are, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> On the other elbow. That's insane, man. No way. You told them what was up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is like you'll go, I mean, your elbow's healed. You're good now. And you're obviously playing tennis and working out and stuff. Um, yeah, I've seen you go. I haven't seen you go rollerblading, but you'll come back from rollerblading just drenched in sweat. I had no idea it was that much much of an exertion, well, you know. Sure. Yeah. It is, man. And, and like a lot of people have been picking up new hobbies since quarantine hit. Like I can't tell you how many people I know that have started uh, bicycling again. And and this is kind of like the same thing as bicycling. It's just you're on wheels and it's just fun. It's a different, you know, form of mobility, which is fun. So it's healthy, very healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Someday he'll learn his lesson. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Hey, speaking of, who are your uh, who are your sports teams, man? Like, who who do you root for for each sport? Like, because I know um, you're you're born and raised in Wisconsin, obviously, but you're a Bears fan. And uh, are you becoming a Dallas fan for some sports? Okay. Fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it is fun kind of wa watching or becoming a, a Dallas fan in a sense uh, for, for the Mavs. not there yeah the playoffs start in six days i believe so we'll see what to do but dude i'm telling you luca give it you know five years he will be like mvp after mvp maybe you know he's just his stats are better than lebron's when he was lebron's age so it's insane it's nuts yeah yeah right <laughs> for sure so, so your dad, he's he's a big Chicago uh, fan for sports then too, right? Yeah, we, uh, again, we grew up definitely bigger baseball. So big Bears fan would be probably one. And then watching the White Sox, I'd say the White Sox too, did. Wow, okay. I've been to that stadium before. I actually really like that stadium in Chicago. Is that what it is? Guaranteed rate? No, no, no. I haven't been to Wrigley. I've, 
yeah, I, I went to Father's Day uh, two years ago. I went to a, a Sox game. What what is guaranteed rate? Is that a credit union or something? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, stupid me! Of course. <laughs> Interesting. How did they get that one? Yeah. Well, dude, what blows my mind too is, is the Stars practice facility is Comerica facility. Um, and also in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there's Comerica Park, which is where the AAA baseball team is. Oh, no, no, sorry, not. No, no, that's uh, that's where the Tigers, Tigers play. Yeah, God, that's Fifth Third Bank. I got my banks confused. My Michigan banks. I believe so. I, man, I could be wrong. Might, might need Jamie to fact check. How'd you like Detroit when you were there? It is. Isn't that insane? Right. I, it's yeah. I mean, that's what we did when we when the boys turned nineteen, like growing up. That's we'd immediately go to Canada. Yeah, we just hit the casinos. It was a fun time. So, uh, yeah, dude. I I keep learning geography too. Like. Three nights ago, I just learned that Kansas City, Missouri, uh, borders Kansas. Like it's literally like I don't know, ten five minute drive to Kansas, but it's in Missouri. And so people people can say, "Oh, I live in Kansas City," and you immediately think, "Oh, you're from Missouri." No, no, no. They could be live in Kansas, like a suburb. Like, oh, I'm from Kansas City, but I live in Kansas. What? I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How many other bordering cities are there like that? Man, it's insane. We just we got we got to get out more. We got to travel more. Once the Rona dies, yeah. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll chill with that. So, so, dude, uh, a little bit of a deeper question here. Um, if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who do you think that would be? It's okay. The Lord. Our Lord and Savior. Fair, yeah. Give us the deets. What's I need to play by play, right? What was getting risen like, man? <laughs> no, that's very fair, dude. That's a that's a great answer. Yeah. That would floor the world in so many ways. Coronavirus would be nothing if that happened, you know. It just, yeah, that'd that'd be a fascinating conversation, man, for sure. I like it. Great answer. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it gives you visibility into the whole spectrum of life after death, you know, because you could just ask them, just be like, "Yo, man, what's it like? What, what do I pack? You know, <laughs> what do I bring?" Right, like, is this gonna make me go to hell or is this gonna make me go to hell? Yeah. I think so too, man. I, I think uh, the, the world probably would just immediately become a lot better place. Yeah. But then you'd also have to, uh, you have all those other continents and countries in the world that like believe in Buddha, you know, and, and the Quran and stuff, and they'd have to, you know, have, have a little change of perspective in life on it, so. Fair. It's, it's it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it could ruffle feathers. Yeah, one of my best friends is too. Yeah. Right. different perspectives make you grow man that's why i think uh back to traveling like it's one of the best things you can do because when you were in Colombia, you probably met people from europe that you never thought you'd meet and they probably view life completely differently and it's just it shapes and, and maps out how you see the world after that so yeah 
I like that a lot. Uh, so I know you and I have obviously in quarantine, um, when I was here the first two months, we crushed a lot of Netflix together. Um, but if you had to give the world right now a movie recommendation or a TV show, uh, what's on your mind? What are you feeling? It could be from the past, it could be a recent one. Ah, and we're speaking to a Dave. What's Dave about? Right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun show, man. It is. Um, I'm excited for season two. You know when that drops? Probably a ways because they just wrapped up season one. Yeah. Uh, dude, my favorite TV show of all time is Fargo, without a doubt. I know you watched that with me. Season four drops in a couple weeks. Oh man, Kansas. It's about the Kansas City Mafia. Oh, favorite show during quarantine? I, I wouldn't say it was Dave, just because I, I like those gripping TV shows that just suck you in and you're just like, man, I can't stop watching. Um, well, let's think about what we watched. We watched Billions. We did Dave. We did Fargo. We watched Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun weekend. I gotta do it once. Everyone's got to. I loved Billions, man. I did. Just learning about the, the world and life lives of hedge fund fund managers in new york and thinking that that's probably pretty damn realistic you know as to how they live their day-to-day lives how they make their money you know the the absurd stuff that they do getting helicopters here and they're dropping their kids off at school in a helicopter like insane stuff yeah. did we watch anything else yeah we certainly we did i, I Watch some Jim Jeffries. Oh, man, he's always a good time. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have a song recommendation that you've been kind of jamming to these days? Do it, man. Why not? Yeah, I'll pull mine up, too. Let's see what I get. I'll, uh, I'll throw out a, a tune. Actually, I've been really into this band lately called Lane 8. It, they're kind of like a soft, chill EDM. Lane 8. Have you heard of them? Yeah, it's it's more, it's like chill driving EDM. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like partying and clubbing. You can listen to them at like a party in the background or something, but it's it's nice. It's not too wubby, you know? Yeah. I'm definitely in that same boat. We do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw out a song I'm gonna do this for my boy. It's called She Said. She Said. How do you spell Raise La Vie? Raise La Vie. Interesting. I'll have to, we'll have to check that out after this. Maybe at the end of Well, maybe at the end of the podcast, I'll just throw it in the podcast. You know, why not? We'll, 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 see, we'll see how it sounds. <laughs> yeah. For sure, I feel that. Well, hey man, what uh, what are you uh, what are you grateful for? That's a that's a good analogy. That's a good uh, metaphor, or whatever. Example. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
you got loving parents back at home, man. You've got you got a good group of friends here. <laughs> Dave loves his parents. We know this. Hey, man. You know what we all do, but step number one is recognizing and acknowledging it, and then it sinks. It sits there, and then you do better. You know, but. David, as long as I've known you, man, you, you've been a very, very, uh, very down to earth, uh, easy person to be around, easy person to talk to, and just, yeah, a, a freaking pleasure of a roommate, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Um, any special shout outs you want to give to anybody? <laughs> if you if they if they've said your name yeah just know you're special no this was fun man yeah well it is yeah and what people don't necessarily recognize is that like every, oh man there's hundred there's thousands of podcasts out there you know and the purpose of this is dude simply like i just want to kind of talk to my homies it's it's fun and then also i like want you guys to have something to pull up 10 20 years down the road that's kind of cool and just be like wow that's how i was because you're gonna change or you'll be ridiculously proud of yourself one or the other you know so It's fun, yeah. A little bit, yeah. I mean, next time, I guess we'll, we'll try to incorporate a... I'll, I'll get you on again in a year, and hopefully I'll have a camera on, and it'll be on YouTube, so... <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Episode number three, man. Top five. Yeah, what, what, I'll pull up the analytics in a couple weeks, and we'll see how we did, so... <laughs> well hey guys thanks for uh tuning in to episode three with dave um hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and we are signing off Thank you, sir. peace out, peace out.